You're listening to On Conflict with Julia Menard and Gordon White. Big ideas and big feelings. Let's go make the world a better place. And now, your hosts. My name is Julia Menard. My name is Gordon White. And this is the On Conflict Podcast. Podcast. Is this a new thing now? Last three, I think. Really? Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, welcome to the On Conflict Podcast. We are super excited. Well, I am super excited. I think Gordon is... What are you? Well, we heard in the last podcast, or you, the listener, may have heard that I'm not the one who tends to do enthusiasm and excitement. Julia plays that role for us. That's right. That's That's why I'm super stoked. Yeah, that's right. And And I'm I'm coming along for the ride. Coming along for the ride. Yeah. Well, Well, you're helping to modulate... So that we kind of together. And I just mean the enthusiasm ride. I don't mean the ride in every sense. Oh, okay. Yeah. Whatever yeah. that means. <laughs> well, there's the conversation, the ideas. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is the last podcast of the season. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. We thought it would be nice for you to hear mm-hmm. maybe how we have shifted in our thinking or maybe how we're using different models. And you know what? We don't know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> Although Gordon does not apparently do enthusiasm on call, he can be very funny. You are very funny. Um, so yeah, yeah. we've got a couple of days ideas planned for our last podcast of the season, which yeah, is we, this one. We do, but mm-hmm, if we really mm-hmm. focus now, we get yes. back to that sort of central idea of being yes. able to produce yes. or articulate in yes. some way or other how we've been, how our thinking or how our models for approach to conflict may have shifted, right? Yes. But I think yes. what we're saying is we've been so embedded, if you like, or involved in creating it, all the administration and production, including the interviewing and whatnot mm-hmm, and creating mm-hmm. the riff cast, mm-hmm. we need to stand back from it in some sense, I think. Yes. Well, as a matter of fact, we've got this idea. You introduced the idea. Okay. So the idea is, um, and this is unfolded quite naturally, but it's the last episode of this particular season, season one. And we are now going to go to the summer season until the fall when we launch season two. And so the summer season, we are going to be, Gordon and I are both going to be going back to every single episode, in particular, the episodes with the guests themselves and diving. Yeah, in, I don't know that oh, we're going to listen to the, the riff cast. cast. No, we, no I mean, it's just it's just the bo- us. boring us talking. Boring, right? boring us. Well, boring us talking. Well, boring to us. Are we boring? No, I, no, I don't think we are. No. I think we have useful things to say. We have useful I, things to say. We have to be careful not to put ourselves down too much, right? Like everybody about, else. Or about what, right? It's okay to put ourselves down about certain things, but not about good ideas that are in the riff cast. What things is it okay to put ourselves down about? I don't know. I'll think of something as we're talking. Well, I, what comes up for me is this fine line between putting oneself down and humility. Yes, Humility. Humility. Yeah, something I like that Mark Wedge said is that you want to be like the ocean. It lowers itself to the lowest way it can be, kind of, right? It's always lowering itself. Or it's a model of humility. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. Mark Wedge, would, would you mind just saying? Yes. Yeah. He's a um, First Nations person who lives in Carcross, um, Yukon, or did anyway. And mm-hmm. he's been involved in teaching peacemaking circles mm-hmm. around the world to mm-hmm. some degree. And you've had training with yeah, him? Yeah, my very first 
circle training was with him back mm-hmm. in about mm-hmm. 2003, maybe, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's another influential person that comes to mind when we think of humility, and I know we'll get back to that original question, but mm. just around how anybody perceives oneself and humility is a really big value for me. Mm. And I appreciate you introducing me to another important thinker, Edgar Schein Mm. and his last book was the humble, I think it was humble inquiry, humble inquiry. That's right. Yeah. And he talks about it as in terms of communication, right? That the most powerful communication is a humble question, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, and and he builds his experience from having done a lot of work in the safety in safety industries, mm-hmm. including airline industries and airline crashes and accidents, etc. Mm-hmm. Where people don't ask those questions and terrible things happen because they haven't asked those obvious questions. Well, and have not conveyed the humility required to offset any uh, concerns about how somebody might feel asking a question that might be a dumb question, et cetera. So you have to show the humility so that people will ask the questions that are important for you to hear. Yes. Otherwise you might not hear them. Well, yes. And one of the graphic examples I remember because of Mm -hmm. my own relationship with flying Mm -hmm. is... It's a real love affair, isn't it? Me and flying? Yes. Oh yeah. Big love affair. Yeah. (laughs) We we can get into that, but not now. Um, His example of a pilot and co-pilot, and when they listened to the black box after the crash, they discovered that, in fact, the co-pilot was attempting to express concern about ice on the wing, Mm -hmm. but wasn't able to, partly because of the way that the pilot was um, asserting his authority. Mm -hmm. So there's a real danger that's shown in various safety cultures, that if you don't have an invitational style... Mm. that people will not come forward with feedback or questions, et cetera. Mm. So, but, th- but this can also be, I think, generalized, right, to be f- to a team leadership situation. Now we're talking about something we had no plan to talk about, but that I think that's part of something that we can, um, we actually have a strength, I think, in being able to do that. Yeah, because one of the things I talk about with leadership is people always say they have an open door policy, right? When you say, are you available to your people? Oh, yeah, I've got an open door policy. Well, what I say is, well, how many people have a closed door policy? Yeah, I've tried the open door when it didn't work, so now I'm not I'm going to run with closed door, right? <laughs> uh, the thing is, it just isn't enough, right? Mm-hmm. You, an open door policy is not enough. You've got to be able to say something like, Julia, you came, uh, or everyone, I want everyone to know, this would be like at a team meeting, right? Julia gave me some feedback the other day, and she told me that I don't, da-da-da-da-da, whatever it is, maybe just consider others' ideas enough. And so I'm really taking that in. I want to really thank her for that. And I'm going to make these changes, and I invite all of you to watch me and see if you see real changes and give me feedback on that, whether you think I'm making those changes or not. And again, I want to extend, again, a special thanks to Julia for coming to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So then when you say something like that, mm-hmm. then I think then you're doing something significant in terms of being able to get feedback. Mm-hmm. But if you don't make those kind of active gestures I don't think as a leader, you're going to get the feedback Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you want. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. To be able to really demonstrate through behavior that I don't see myself as greater than anybody else. In fact, I'm inviting people Mm -hmm. to be able to give me their perspectives. Yeah. Okay, here's going to be a cool magic trick. Mm Mm-hmm. We are... That's great, because remember I said there was a surprise? Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's right. You said in in the interview we did with you, which was the last podcast? No, it was with you. Oh, it was with me. I think so. You've got a better memory, so I trust that. Okay. Uh, The magic trick. Mm -hmm. We have jumped a couple of leaps off topic. And so the magic trick is, where did we leap? 
And I think I have it. Okay. You might have it too. I'm thinking about it too, but you're going to be the one who says it. Okay, we'll see. So we were talking about the podcasts Mm -hmm. and we were saying that we were excited to dive into listening to the podcast over the summer season, Mm -hmm. which basically is going to be reruns, be the podcast that we've already done. We'll go over the summer and that we weren't sure we were going to listen to the Riffcast. As a matter of fact, we were thinking we wouldn't listen to the Riffcast because, and I think the word you used is, we're boring. Oh, that's terrible to say something like that about us. Okay. But anyway, it's probably true. That we're boring. No, that I said something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, I think you did. I mean, we can go back and listen. No, I think uh, I think it was just like 10 minutes ago or something. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. Who has the good memory? Who doesn't? And the magic trick is that this whole conversation about humility mm-hmm. and balancing off, am I expressing humility and therefore approachability with people? Mm-hmm. Or am I expressing something that is actually something that's, I don't know. I don't know if I want to say harmful to myself if a put down is kind of harmful to myself, you notice I'm saying that's the struggle, right? Where Mm -hmm. is it a put down to myself? So I'm lowering myself in the ocean as Mm -hmm. you spoke about, Mm -hmm. or is it that I'm actually displaying a humility that makes me somebody who's approachable? And I think just to add to that, I think being humble and displaying humility is really important in the work that we do, not putting oneself down, Mm -hmm. but displaying that humility. Yeah. Although you can put yourself down in a funny way where you're not actually really putting yourself down, right? Mm. So I don't know if I have any gems or insights in Mm. terms of uh, anything, any other discernments to say around putting oneself down versus being Mm. humble. But Mm. I think for me, the value of humility is really important. Mm -hmm. Can we leave it at that? Yes. Okay. So that was the magic trick. We're going to get back on topic now. Oh, well, there's another magic trick then. Oh, right on. So there was something else you were thinking. There was, but you know what? I'm just going to write it on this paper here. <gasps> okay, and, and you're will... going to make it disappear? Well, it can temporarily disappear. That's why it's on the paper, oh. so that when I look at the paper yeah. in 10 minutes from now, I'll remember it. When we're off air? or No. No, this is going to be for everybody. Yeah, that's right. Okay. okay so Otherwise, a... I wouldn't be talking about it now. Okay, right. I think what we want to do is systematically listen to each of the interviews that we did And take that in, perhaps in a different way, because there'll have been a space since we did the interview, and reflect on it further, right? And then do that with each of our guests. And through that process, we believe we'll actually be possibly more affected, but certainly more conscious of how we have been affected. And maybe it will be the first episode of next year that we talk about it in a clear kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. As clear as we're capable of being. But yeah, in a clear kind of way. Yeah. Whereas what we're saying now is we've been so involved in doing it mm-hmm. that we really haven't been able to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, in a coherent overall way. That's right, in a coherent yeah. overall way. There are lots of, as we say in our conversations and in our work together, we are linking what we're doing to different things that we've talked to guests about. So yes, our intention is to listen to every episode of the guests systematically mm-hmm. over the summer. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that the, if the listener 
has not listened to some of the episodes that they go back with us. Mm-hmm. And we're wanting people to sign up uh, on our website to get notices and reminders. So anyway, yeah, if that interests you when you're listening, just go to our uh, website on conflictpodcast.com and you'll see a sign up box on the right mm-hmm. kind of down a little bit. Yeah. And put your name on and get on that gravy train. Woohoo. Okay. Okay. What we can talk about, though, yes. is yes. Co- what our experience has been like right? Yeah. doing the podcast. Yes. So we're going to talk a little bit about that, and then we're going to talk about the plan for next season, yes. as it is right now. It'll yes. probably evolve and shift a little bit over the summer, yeah. but as we yeah. see it right now. Yeah, yeah, great. Right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, I'll say something about what it's been like. <laughs> One is, Uh-oh. I think the kind of rapport that we mm-hmm. have, mm-hmm. however you might the listener experienced that rapport Mm -hmm. was created totally spontaneously and kind of was surprising a bit to us, I think. Right. Once we turned the recording device on, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which at the moment is GarageBand, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. then we started to interact differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm waiting to see what else you're going to say. I'm leaving it to the listener because, I mean, uh-huh, I'm just saying uh-huh. that we're living it right now. We so, are, right yeah, in this moment. That's right. So mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. the listener, can Discern. understand what we mean, right? Because we don't generally talk quite like this. I, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm going to be at a loss to talk about how it's normally different. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering about. It's different. Well, we've trained together before. We do, yes. And we've interviewed together before. We do, but we were interviewing last week, and when we're interviewing, we're not having this kind of no. conversation. No, interplay, interplay. That's right, interplay, yeah. quick yeah. back and forth sort right. of thing. Right, I think for me, can I, can I build on that? Yeah. Yeah, I think one difference that happens in the conversational space that is the podcast that we're sharing with one, I mean, really, we're sharing it with one person, one other person, mm-hmm. whoever is actually listening at this moment is one person, mm-hmm. right? Yes. So it's that one person, you and I. Mm-hmm. And when I'm in that zone with you and this other person, mm-hmm. I experience it often, mm-hmm. not always, but often as playful. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah. And I think what was Amazing for me, Mm -hmm. and you may have had a different experience, (laughs) but just how easy it has been. It's just kind of happened, right? Mm -hmm. Like even when we did our first, first, um, I don't know if you would call it pre-demo, just we were testing the sound, right? The first time we'd been on microphone together and it happened. And then another thing you might be interested in is with podcasts. Who's you? The listener, of course. (laughs) Well, you were speaking with me, and I just and you put your hand on the microphone. Well, exactly. Doesn't that indicate that the sound is going out through the microphone to the listener? Yes, and I saw your body language putting your hand on the microphone, and I just wanted to connect that this was directly going to be going to the listener. All right. Thank you for reinforcing. Okay, go that communication yes. dynamic. Yes. See, now I forgot what I was, I was say. worried about. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> they. Okay, it was something really good too. It's gone. It has. It's, gone. it's oh really, it's really gone. I okay. thought it would come back, but okay. it is really gone. Well, what's cool, because this is something else I wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. that we have conflict on this show, you and I. Yes. We don't bring it on the show very much. Have we had an open conflict that we've recorded? Yeah. We have? Well, I think the very first episode. Maybe. It was a small I, one, though. Yeah. Well... <laughs> I guess. Well, because conflict takes time. It does, yeah. Yeah, and we don't want to waste people's time. Mm-hmm. It's just that even just what happened now to me, 
You mean right in this moment or you mean yeah. before we recorded today? No, no. Well, we had before we recorded <laughs> today, which we can get on to or not. Well, no, in this moment, it's like you were on a certain track mm-hmm. with an idea. Yes. And then I interrupted. Yeah. And then and now I can't remember. Right? Yes. I know. And I am feeling guilty about that. My intention was pure, which was to help. <laughs> Sorry for Are laughing. You doubting my intention? Well, I'm thinking that one of the things I talk about, and I was even talking about it to a client this morning, oh, is yes. that we're a bundle of intentions. We're not one. We're not one intention. I've talked about that too. I talk about the chameleon nature of intentions. You yeah, but care. when you say your intention is pure. Well, one of my intentions was pure. Then. Okay. Okay. One of your intentions was pure. Okay. Yeah. One of my or intentions. Or maybe if you bundle your intentions, the overall tone of your intentions was pure, but not that you were 100% untainted. Oh, my goodness. I do want to stay on this, though, for just a second. Yeah. So one of the dynamics you and I have is around what I'll call extroversion and introversion. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Is yes. that fair? Yes. That's a pretty common one Yes, for a lot of people, yeah? Mm-hmm. So just to describe a little bit about that difference for our listener, mm-hmm. the way I would categorize it is that extroverts more easily extrovert their thoughts. Mm-hmm. Introverts appreciate having time and space mm-hmm. to be able to get their thoughts out, etc. Do you want to add something to that? Yes. It means that when we're working together, or shall I say, trying to work together. <laughs> yeah. No, when we're trying, yeah, when we're trying to work yes. together. Yeah. Uh, that sometimes we come into conflict, I guess, about how to go about things, right? Because you want to start throwing all kinds of ideas down, right? And I need to. Um, I I think more by sorting things out in my own mind first, I guess, and then articulating them second. Something like that, anyway. So in terms of process, I think we've become very aware of that difference. And I hope respectful of it. Well, yeah. I mean, there's a couple of things I want to say. One Mm -hmm. is, I think that dynamic is partly about you needing more time to process. I think the other piece of it is you needing more time than I do in terms of expression. I'm aware of that because when you had this thought couple minutes ago in the mm-hmm. podcast mm-hmm. and you were attempting to articulate it so i'm saying i interrupted mm-hmm. and one of my intentions was to help the listener be on the same page as you so to help make that connection and expression because you had made a, a hand mo- movement towards the microphone mm-hmm. so i was aware that you meant this was for the listener i remembered yay go in, with podcasts, yes, they usually recommend that we each have our own microphone. Oh, right, right. Yeah. But in the first recording we did, the first yeah. interview, yeah, or an early one anyway, mm-hmm. we didn't have the technical capability to record three microphones. Mm-hmm. So you and I shared one, yes, and we were very comfortable doing that. And so we've just continued doing that. But what it means, for example, is if Julia's talking and I cough, the sound editor can't take the cough out. But we don't seem to have produced sound quality that has suffered much from this technically less than normal, I guess not nor, uh, abnormal. I don't know. That's not a great word, but not the usual way of doing it. And I think it enables us to stay close, actually, because we can touch each other, for example. Right. We can communicate through touch and we can write things on a piece of paper 
which is more easily, more, much more easy to share than having to put it across the table to someone else and then having to turn it around, right? So it can be read. So in quite a few ways, I think we've found an advantage to that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's contributed to our rapport, mm. I think. And so I'm glad you remembered it because I was... I'm going to go back to the metal mm. level just to finish the thought. Yeah. Extroversion, introversion. Yes, yeah, because I interrupted that thought of yours that was going along. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm glad you did because mm. um, it assuages my guilt. <laughs> <laughs> and sorry, were you going to say something? <laughs> no, you're saying no. I was going to, but it, we're, I'm not going to right now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Curious. So just to finish the thought, extroversion, introversion, I think when I interrupted, one thing I want to work on more is holding back any interruptions until you, mm-hmm. that would apply to anybody that has mm-hmm. stronger introversion, until you've completely finished your thought. That's something you and I work on together. Well, mm-hmm. we did on the last podcast. Certainly anyway. did on the last podcast. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Yeah, thank I appreciate you. that. Yeah. And then respect, you said about respect. Uh, one of the things I've so appreciated about our experience, and I think this is applicable to anybody's relationships, but I do experience your sense of respect. I think it's you as a person that you respect people. Um, and I experience a lot of respect from you. I mean, it would be hard to unpackage what I really mean by that. Mm-hmm. But generally, I experience that. And for me, it gives me a sense of freedom and stability to be able to sink further into my authentic self. Mm-hmm. So I guess partly I want to express their appreciation about that. Mm, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, of course, I experience your respect as well. But I want to speak about a quality that kind of stands out more, which is your just unbridled enthusiasm about things. You know, it's just a tremendous <laughs> engine for Hmm. the directions that we go in Hmm. yeah and i think i mentioned before that the podcast wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. yeah i basically julie approached me with the idea and i said i don't have time you know (laughs) but but then i realized i was going to go ahead with her without me and i thought i think i should get on this train (laughs) which of course i think is funny because you know i come up with a lot of ideas and not all of them come to fruition by any means so i think it could possibly have remained an idea without you so yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. appreciation both ways yeah and we could actually uh, that gives me thought to say something about the process and something else about the process mm-hmm. which is just how kind of unexpectedly complex the production aspect can be right like we have a this we generated with our uh, coordinator shanna warmald about a 30 column checklist right that just has to do with production it's it's when we first contact between first contacting a guest and releasing the the podcast Mm -hmm. and there's about 30 steps basic steps yeah even those those have sub steps some of them but Mm -hmm. 30 basic steps Mm -hmm. and that's not including very much marketing at all or if Mm -hmm. any right the marketing Mm -hmm. comes on top of that Mm -hmm. so the social media comes on top of that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, and if any one of those, because there's always um, variations in circumstances, we often have to vary a little bit that standard that we've set up, and that that create can create um, hiccups in the system, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but we need that systematic way of doing it to keep ourselves 
on track. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's just too much to forget about, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and Shanna can um, cue us on things, right? Mm-hmm, which has been mm-hmm. really help- been mm-hmm. very helpful. That reminder emails to yeah. guests and, yeah. yeah, setting up the technical aspects, mm-hmm. sending various aspects to our sound mm-hmm. um, editor, mm-hmm. et cetera. The other piece that has been wonderful, and I'd love to see more of this in the second season, is connecting with people who have been listening, whether that's been through social media. We've been lucky to connect with people around the world who have been listening and or friends or acquaintances or clients, people who have been listening to our podcast and being able to share in the delight of ideas uh, has been really an unexpected, hoped for actually, but Mm. unexpected Yes. All right. So last part, I'm starting to feel a little sad because I'm realizing we're going to be taking a hiatus for, mm-hmm. you know, quite a few months. But um, the last part is what is our thinking going forward? Quite a bit of the work that you and I do mm-hmm. connects to leadership. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of our work is in organizations or with organizations. Conflict is often the entry point to conversation with contact people in the organization. And what we often find, well, our practices have evolved from just being a mediator called in to, I think, you you know, and you correct me if you see it a little bit differently, though, but where the the request for a mediator becomes a contact, an entry, a contact is, is kind of how the contact happens often. But then it's like an entryway into the organization where we connect with people in the organization and try to um, create opportunity for us to learn more in often in systematic ways, which could, for example, be interviews. And then we generally have a further conversation with those people that have, or individual who has brought us in or others maybe. And very often when we're trying to really solve things or get to the causal level, one of the very important aspects of that is often around leadership, right? Mm-hmm. How people are being led mm-hmm. in an organization. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of our thinking is coming out of our own work experience. And having said that, I think season one has really been, for me anyway, I don't want to speak for both of us, but has been a journey of looking at what what the experts have been saying about conflict. And the a lot of these experts are people that we've been aware of. Some of them have been people we've known uh, in the field. And it's been a very affirming season. It's been a stimulating season. And... I think it's been a platform in a way or a springboard for this next place we are both attracted to looking at, which is how does conflict play out in leadership? Mm-hmm. How does conflict play out in the field? How does conflict play out in the laboratory, depending on what metaphor we want to use here? Mm-hmm. So I think the two of us are starting to think, wow, it'd be really interesting to start to ask leaders, not conflict experts anymore, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. leaders who may be perceived as exemplary in some way. Mm-hmm what their relationship with conflict is, how do they see it playing out? What do they see as their responsibility? How do they see it working well and not working well? And then we can apply our conflict lens to what we're learning almost as a research project Mm -hmm. from these various leaders. Mm -hmm. So one abstract way of speaking about our idea is to say that we are planning to step from the ivory tower into the lab kind of right yes. because a lot of the people yes. that we interviewed were academics mm-hmm. although they may have been practitioners as well yes 
Could we say all? I, well, certainly most. Keith Con Harris. Absolutely. Practitioner. Well, that's true. Um, yeah. In the trenches in a yeah. way. Yeah. In both. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're looking at, though, people that might not have the academic lens. That's right. Right. They have a leadership experience. Yeah. And they're capable. Yes. In yeah. that area. Yeah. Or reputed to be capable, at least. Yes. <laughs> and then what would, what, what, have, what, yeah. Exactly what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we're both stoked about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other piece I want to add, I would love, 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 love to hear more. This is my invitation for feedback. Love to hear more about what others would want to see within that paradigm, within that framework of looking at leaders and looking at how they do conflict. So, you know, if people want to send us an email through our website, there's an email contact there, right? Mm -hmm. Or comment uh, on our website. But uh, for me, I really appreciate the feedback and find that that's really stimulating. Now, there might be other ideas. I know we've heard from some people wondering about the spiritual aspects and people are wondering about the historical aspects Mm -hmm. of conflict. And those are important. Uh, it's just for us, how to elicit feedback and put it in a context that we can still work with. It's been great having you along with us. Well, I know we've said this repeatedly, but this would not be a show unless we had somebody else that we were sharing it with. Mm -hmm. And I know that, uh, and I've said this again, multiple times, but I do feel so grateful that we have, somebody else that wants to be engaged in this conversation with us, Mm. which I think we think is a really important conversation, which is on conflict. Mm -hmm. So between now and then enjoy your life. Think about on conflict, make the world a better place, make the world a better place. If you love this episode of on conflict, Then help us out by subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. And you can spread these big ideas too by sharing on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you show up online. Want to know more about us? Check out our website, onconflictpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening. Now, go make the world a better place.